Gospel message, week 44. Don't get stuck. I just wanted to talk a little bit today about ways that we get stagnant in our Christian walk. And not even talking about backsliding per se, but just ways that we might not be moving at all or moving maybe as rapidly as we should be moving in this journey of life, specifically the Christian walk. And one of the things I just wanted to touch on was uh, our testimony, our experiences. And the, the warning or the caution is don't let your testimony keep you in one place. So what that means is that I was thinking of sometimes how, you know, someone can have a testimony to share about some wonderful thing that God has done in their lives. And they share that testimony, you know, to encourage others to, to sow a seed, to help out, you know, the brethren um, in their walk. And you find out that sometimes the testimony, you could give a testimony this year. And then 10 years later, you're still talking about that same testimony. Now you might ask, well, what is wrong with that? In and of itself, nothing. But what the angle I want us to look at that in is sometimes our experiences make us stuck. They keep us in one place. And what we need to understand with testimonies and when God allows for events in our lives that become a testimony, that testimony is not a final destination. It is a doorway. It is a doorway into something else. And when it comes to God, it's something greater. He doesn't want us to stay there. He wants us to keep on moving. And that is why it's called a Christian walk. When the Lord does something wonderful in our lives, it's usually done to overcome another place where we were stuck. Maybe we were stuck in unbelief because we were asking the Lord to do something and he hadn't done it up until a particular time. And then when he now finally does this thing, we're happy, we're joyful, and we share that testimony. But the thing, the problem is that sometimes a lot of us stay there. We don't keep on walking because the problem with stagnation is that when we're not moving, we're not giving God an opportunity to continue to do greater things in our lives. So the takeaway from this is that a testimony is not the final destination. It is yet another doorway for something else that God wants to do in our lives. Testimonies lead to other testimonies, and that's just the way God works. He doesn't do once and for all. He continues to do. He continues to open doors. He continues to make a way, but that can only happen if we continue to move forward. And that being stuck can also be in our mindset, in the way that we think, in the way that we, in the way that we allow God to even move in our lives. The Christian walk means continuous growth. 
So when we talk about our experiences, highs, lows, trials, tribulation, God uses these things to build us up. For example, if you're praying for patience, you know, you let's say we recognize in our lives that we struggle with patience, we struggle with tolerance, and we start praying for patience. We say, Lord, I want to overcome this impatience that is in my life. I want, I want to have patience because it is your will for me to have patience. There's only one way. We're going to know whether we have truly achieved patience. And that is by being tested with things that could give way or give rise to us showing the impatience that we are characteristically known for showing. So for us to have to know that we have patience, it's not because things are going to be peaceful. Turbulence is going to come. It is how we respond to the turbulence that enables us to know whether we have truly achieved patience, the patience that we are seeking for from God. So when we continue to experience highs or lows or trials or tribulations, we have to know that God allows these things to happen in order to build us up, in order to grow us. We know that gold is refined by fire. It is purified by fire. And that is what enables it to get to that point of value. You know, and you know, with gold, that precious metal that is gold, there's different qualities of gold. There's different carrots as it, as, as it is described as. And the higher the carrot, the more refining and the more purifying that has to take place in order for it to get to that point. And that is the same with all other precious items like diamonds and pearls. There is this pressurization that happens in order for it to get to its peak of quality. So if we are praying for God to keep us from certain experiences, that too is us being stuck is, uh, is us being stagnant because if those things don't happen, then how can we tell that we have achieved what God wants us to achieve and what we want ourselves to achieve? So we cannot be valuable to God unless we are tried. And we cannot be tried unless we are moving forward. So we can't stay stuck in expecting peace without the storm. The storm has to happen in order for us to understand what the peace of God is really about. Because it is not peace in the absence of a storm. It is peace in the midst of the storm. Because in the midst of the storm, we are unbothered. It's not because the troubles aren't happening or the winds and the waves are not raging around us. But even though the winds and waves are raging around us, we are calm. We are at peace in Christ. And another way that we get stuck, again, and when, when I talk about this stagnation or being stuck, it is in our mindset. It is in the way 
in our expectations, in the way we deal, in the way we handle the blessings that God has given us, in the way we handle the breakthroughs that God has given us. Sometimes we want to take these good things that God has given us and just like run into the house, lock the door and don't go anywhere. That is stagnation. That is stagnation. Think about, about all the, the prophets that God used. They did not stay in one place. They did things. They moved from place to place. Even Jesus Christ himself, when he walked the earth, he did not stay in Nazareth. He did not stay in Galilee. He moved. He went through towns sharing the gospel of salvation. He moved from place to place. And the more he moved, the more souls he won. But then the more people who hated him because his fame grew. As his fame grew, as his popularity grew, so did his opposers. His opposers also grew. But that needed to happen in order for God's will to be made manifest. He couldn't stand and hide. He couldn't stay home. He had to walk. He had to move. And in walking and moving, God empowered him to face those trials and tribulations that he was going to meet along the way. So the same thing is with us in our thinking. We have to stop boxing God in, in the way we think. We have to stop being fixated on certain experiences where God has moved in a certain way in our lives. And we come to think that that is the only way that God can move. That is another form of stagnation. It is another way that we get stuck that, oh, God only works in a particular way. That's not possible. He is God. He doesn't only work in a particular way. He is God. He created every way. He created everything. So how can we now come with our formulas and our mathematical calculations where God is concerned? God is not a formula. He is God. He is not a math problem. He is not an equation. He is God. And think about the dangers of boxing God in, especially in the way that God moves. Up until God parted the Red Sea, no sea had ever been parted. He had to part the Red Sea for us to even understand that he could part a sea. So it had to happen first. Never had it been heard of that a blind person could receive their sight until it was done. So it would have been very foolish of the people prior to Jesus Christ giving a blind man his sight to say, oh, God does not give sight to the blind because a time came when he did. It would have been foolish for people to say there is no way God can part a body of water because a time came when he did. 
So we have to get out of the habit of using the very experiences that God blesses us with to now limit his movement and say, okay, God has done it like this. Therefore, he can only do it like this. And sometimes we don't even do this consciously because when somebody will say, oh, well, God does this. We're like, no, that's not possible. That's kind of like the first thing that comes to our mind. Well, no, that's not possible. Or God doesn't operate that way. Or God doesn't move that way. With God, all things are possible. God is able to do above and beyond all that we can ever ask or imagine. So we have to stop limiting ourselves by limiting God. All he asks us to do is to delight ourselves in him. Delight ourselves in him. Delight ourselves in the knowledge of him and in his plan for our salvation, which is Jesus Christ. He said, and this is eternal life, that they might know you, the one true God, and Jesus Christ, whom he has sent. So we have to stop getting stuck in our testimonies. Stop getting stuck in our miracles. Stop getting stuck in God's blessings. When God blesses you, when God gives you a testimony, when God gives you a breakthrough, it is not a reason for us to stand still. We take that testimony, we take that miracle, we take that breakthrough, as yet another doorway to know God better, to know God deeper, to experience God even more to the fullest. Don't get stuck in your experiences, but let our experiences be a doorway to knowing God more. Continue to walk, continue to move. After many testimonies, there will yet be other trials. But he gave us that testimony behind us so that when we face that trial in front of us, we meet that trial with the confidence that he got me through that. He will get me through this. He gave me a testimony then. I believe he will give me a testimony now. Don't hold on to testimonies with clenched fists. Embrace it, but open up your hands to receive the next testimony that God has for us. Let us stop being stuck in our blessings. Let us stop being stuck in our experiences. Let us stop being stuck in our testimonies, but instead take all of them, every blessing that God gives us, and hold on to it as comfort and peace and assurance that when I meet my next trial, which I will meet, because those who are in Christ Jesus will face persecution, but use your past testimonies, your past victories as comfort for the next trial, because that is where we will find our peace, that the God who did it before will most certainly do it again. And may we continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.
Amen.